0: Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining Progressive's discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Bailey knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat, and I was like, "You what? Wait for a seer drama, because Progressive totes has discounts like Safe Driver, Multi Policy, and Paid in Full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know?
3: Discounts to help you save more. Now that's Progressive.
0: But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit.
3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations.
2: Ugh, worst exit ever. I've been doing no, so well. We've
1: had we've had far worse.
0: <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Ware.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the midweek special of the let's try that again (laughs) hello everyone welcome to another episode of the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast it's a midweek special with your host mike gottlieb and with me as well is andrew laird winner of last weekend's rotowire two-person private challenge on (laughs) DraftKings by 4.5 points because there was a goal that was allowed that shouldn't have been allowed by rudy gested and that ruined two of my clean sheets and a win for my goalkeeper uh, Andrew, you said you had a reaction to this when we were talking off the podcast that you were saving, so let me hear it.
1: I hate to admit I completely forget what it was, although I I notice you're also ignoring the fact that I won on the Sunday-Monday one as well.
2: Oh, that was more... And inf- that
1: one wasn't that, that was, close. That
2: was more informal, but okay. yes, you did. You crushed me.
1: As opposed to the, the more formal ones that we... Oh, well, <laughs> we, we
2: talked about this one. Yes. I was just doing the other one because it was a good slate, and I just wanted to see what was... You know, it was a rare instance where there's only three games and there was a lot of goodness
1: to it. I, I was going to say that it really shouldn't have been as close as it was because you went off of your word of juicing Jermaine Defoe's orange. And so I would have benefited from his two points on your side as opposed to the 17 that you got from Benikafobi, who I believe was on my team, and then I switched him out at the last second.
2: You know... I was juicing the orange on a phobie too, but okay.
1: A so phobie he, didn't do anything.
2: A oh, so phobie the, was general, coming off one. To point. the layman, he just missed his opportunities. Right.
1: I believe I was saying that, but yes. I believe yours was was getting on hot streaks as they were getting hot, and he was not on any sort of streak. He is now on a hot
2: streak. Oh my god! No, he's not on a hot. He's. Still, I don't. I don't. Whatever. It, it's just. It's, it's a. It's a string of positive performances. If you want to go yeah. back to what he was doing before he got to the Premier League, too, you can go there too. I don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. <sighs> but uh, I try, I, I, I tried to have Christian Fuchs the one time, and no, that was a terrible idea.
1: That's that was uh, like a really, really bad one. Like I feel like a lot of people kind of. We had a long conversation about this on Twitter about what, what constitutes a handball, which is really a conversation plenty of people are having. That one was pretty blatant.
3: <laughs>
1: that's a handball every time you see it.
2: Which one are we talking about now? Kisted? Kisted. Kisted. Yeah. Uh, clear as day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was a, if that was a defender and if that was in the box, it would be a penalty every yeah. time. It was it was ridiculous. I d I don't know how it did it went unseen by all the referees. And also, where were the appeals from the from the Leicester players?
1: I saw one person throw his two hands up, but um I actually thought it was a fairly good play by I think it was Huth who was right next to Gestad and basically kept playing. Because I feel like so many times you see you know, guys who are blatantly offside and it's not called, and you look around and there are six guys with their hands up not playing defense. And... Or
0: you
2: can just be on the Chelsea defense for the Funes Mori goal where there was a cross-in and absolutely zero Chelsea defenders moved.
1: Yeah. He almost missed that too. That was one of the I... ugliest finishes I've seen in a long time.
2: I don't care. When, when but... you have six defenders on the same line playing offside trap against nobody...
1: Hmm. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite was that the closest Fairly. player to Funis Mori, Romelu Lukaku, who would have finished it if he wasn't there.
2: Exactly, <laughs> they missed two guys. And and, and and guess who was the closest defender?
1: Diego Costa, who was probably in the hospital. Wrong,
2: line. wrong, wrong, wrong. He plays right back. Oh, Ivanovic. It's, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be. Uh, yeah. Supposed to be marking him. Just let him go. Uh, to be fair, every defender let every West. You know, if West, not West Brom, if Everton had. 13 players on that line all 13 of them would have been open
1: <laughs>
2: that's they just i think you're gonna go
1: the other way if they only had nine they still would have scored
2: <laughs> exactly exactly it was just that this whole weekend so many crooked numbers put up which was which is great for fantasy purposes so uh we, we should probably talk about that part of it mm-hmm. huh sure all these lopsided scores and all that. actually not maybe just a lot of goals
1: yeah, well, there, there like were a good number of goals. Fours. Yeah,
2: there were one, two, three, four teams that scored three goals, and two teams that scored four. Yeah. So, Fun. Uh, I mean, one of them we kind of predicted. I mean, the Manchester City Crystal Palace matchup, uh, we were like, you know, Aguero's the guy to get. I, I also said uh, you said Silva in the show, and I picked him up on my <laughs> right team.
1: and then I didn't pick him
2: exactly that that, you know I think I think I've developed a new strategy take all the guys Andrew says in the show who he doesn't pick on his own team
1: yeah the Silva one I had Silva slotted into my utility spot in, in the morning and I was just looking at it like I'm gonna end up regretting this because I because I plugged him and there's just it's gonna be one of those games where he's involved so heavily but doesn't get a goal or an assist and it's you know he's gonna End up with nothing, and so I ended up with Junior Stanislas. <laughs>
2: oops. Yeah, oops, indeed. Now, for me, my choice was between him and someone else who did very well this weekend. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, oh, why am I blanking now? Of all times. Um, but uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, it <laughs> it wound up being one of those situations where. I was like, I was looking at the scores, looking at the scores. I'm like, oh, why did I pick David Silva? And then he got the assist. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's going to be better. <laughs> yeah, this will be better. And then he got the goal. I'm like, oh, perfect. Okay, yeah, that nah, was, nah, exactly. Nah, that the,
1: was the perfect one. Was it Winaldum?
2: Yes, it was Winaldum. Yeah, there you That's go. exactly who it was. Yeah, it was Silva versus Winaldum. And then, uh, you know, I, I was all on John Joe Shelby, who got the best assist not credited of the weekend.
1: Well, he would have gotten a wonderful MLS secondary assist or – Hockey assist, however they call it. That long ball to Jan Mott that set up when Alden's goal was one of, I mean, just perfect. That's exactly why he's on the field.
2: He also had, the, he, would have had he would have had two secondary assists because he was the, he gave the pass to the top of the box, which was squared away mm-hmm. for uh, Perez's goal. Yep. yep. So, I mean, Shelby is clearly, even though he didn't get the assist credits, he is clearly someone who will get at least assists. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if those goes down as key passes or not because I'm not exactly sure how everyone scores that because it's always a little different everywhere you go. But those are key passes in, in real life.
1: I was going to say that the the loose term of key pass is just a pass that leads to a shot. But Shelby's pass was is so much more important than a lot of ones that we see that are then credited as key passes.
2: Correct. So... Yeah, and then you know the disappointment of the weekend. You have to say it's probably got to go to Dimitri Paye, don't you think?
1: He was definitely up there. Um, I think a lot of it, you know, that makes you feel a little bit better is that he was pretty heavily owned. So the eight crosses and one interception for eight and a half points was definitely one. Kevin De Bruyne didn't have a great game either, despite uh, Man City thrashing um, Crystal Palace. So I think those are kind of the two guys that that you always look look to and. You know, since they were equally bad, I think there were enough people that had them that it was likely okay.
2: And one trend that I would like to point out, because especially because it just came out, uh, it, some of the reactions came out in the papers today too for transfer speculation. Uh, Kaleci Ayenacho, yeah, at Manchester City seems to have jumped uh, Wilfred Bony.
1: boney has uh, been or a little... is
2: in the process, or is in the process of jumping Wilfred
1: Boney. Yeah, I was gonna say boney has been uh, banged up a little bit, but there's no reason to think that. Uh, the way that Boney needs to like Boney needs minutes and you know, you uh, is young enough where I think he's still developing that he, he has a legitimate case to be this kind of super sub off the bench. He obviously started this past weekend, but uh, I don't think Man City can win a title with him as a regular starter, but it gives them the flexibility to play two up front, which they did against Crystal Palace uh, with Sergio Aguero that they just don't do Wilford Boney. And You know, I'm sure there are plenty of clubs who would line up to take him, but they're they're going to take a loss on him, meaning
2: him, meaning Uh, the Yeah. The rumor this morning was, you know, Swansea was looking to try to get him back. back, Yeah. And uh, Boney said no to that, actually. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Boney's ready to go back, uh, but come the summer, I think he'll be ready to go somewhere else.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he's going to go back to Swansea, but I could see him going elsewhere.
2: Yeah. I don't know if
1: it'll be in the Premier League.
2: Yeah, could yeah. I, I, I don't right. think
1: there's anything keeping him here. I, I mean, obviously there's plenty of money, but I think if anybody uh, offered him just oh, as much like, money, I
2: was about to say the money's not necessarily green over there, but it, it does talk.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm just saying if somebody else pays him in any other country, I'm sure he'd be willing to go.
2: Which is always the difficult thing for any player that's been underperforming. Just look at Radamel Falcao. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little bit of a different situation, but different kettle of fish. But yeah. it, it's. It's it's really really bad when your parent club refuses to take you back. Yeah. (laughs) Like nope, don't want you back. Yep. You just stay over there and you continue to stink out loud over there. That's fine.
1: For two straight years. Yeah. And they're gonna have to do it again next year. It's not like he's, it's not like his contracts up.
2: I think he's got two or three more. meaning Monaco. Monaco,
1: yes. I imagine Chelsea will not (laughs) keep him next year.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I imagine not as well.
1: He's gonna have to go like Russia or China to get the money yeah. that he thinks he deserves.
2: Yeah, but speaking of the Chelsea striker situation, uh, Diego Costa, as you referenced, you know, spending time in the hospital. He has a a bone bruise in his right shin. Yes. Um, I, I don't know what that means. We're gonna have to look to Ben Dinnery to see what the possible timetable is. But,
0: um,
1: the the early note was that he had not he had not been ruled out for the uh for the arsenal match this weekend but i mean he came off it seemed pretty serious they thought it was broken so obviously it's a plus that he that it's not but like a bone bone bruise isn't nothing so
2: it is painful i've had multiple ones of them it's about pain management at that point um you know you're not really gonna you know make it more bone bruisey if you will I mean, it's just a matter of pain tolerance at that point and you know from horse placenta to Tolderol whatever whatever the nfl uses which is ridiculous um you know i'm sure that there's a way to numb it up but
1: yeah magic but, spray
2: yeah which is lidocaine uh but <laughs>
1: it's magic spray please
2: <laughs> yeah exactly just you know drug them up you know they're not they're not humans yeah. they're just animals at the zoo that you can just kind of observe for two hours at a time That's right. and then uh, and then you're done with them. Yeah. Um, players should really anyway. So does the, Loic Remy start? Here's the th- he didn't look good when he came on. Um, he did or ha- didn't? Did not. Yes. Uh, it was, He's been it out for was. a while. I don't care. Uh, you know that doesn't matter to me. You're a professional. You're yeah. paid to perform. And why don't they just use one of the young players? it's 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 something you heard i mean goosehead you know this week or last week said you know once they get you know safety insured which is a ridiculous statement to make as a chelsea owner mm-hmm. at this stage of the season or not owner it's the yeah. manager just assume that you're going to be safe why wait you know like why not have the play the young players be the reason for the safety uh in this in, for this season which I, you know you're going to get anyway
1: yeah i tweeted about that when he said that and I think his plan is to put so much focus on the possibility of being relegated that when they finish out when they obviously stay up, which we all know they are, he'll think it's a success. And he'll try to convince everybody that he was successful there,
2: which is stupid because of they course. know he's not staying there anyway.
1: Well, I think that's why he's able to do it, because he knows that, I mean, he's going to want another job. And is he?
2: I don't know. Is he? Uh, I, I mean, let, let me. Let's if he wants at, another
1: job, he has to come out uh, of this one. Let's
2: look. Let's look at his recent tenure. You know, between Chelsea and the Netherlands job. You know, the Netherlands team that missed Euro 2016. <sighs> so let, let, let's be honest about Goose Hitting for a minute. All right, it's not like he's th- this knight in shining armor. Uh, and the, I, I don't know what the Chelsea fans think of Goose Hitting as a whole. I've had the fire. I've had the fire goose hashtags almost si- uh, ever since he put McKellen as a starter. That's how you knew nothing was changing. For yeah. one, and secondly, that it's going to. Co- and secondly, that the good point for Chelsea, which is another ridiculous <laughs> statement, um, it, it's it's continuing. A- and it, 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 I mean, it's been the definition of insanity since October. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep trying the same thing over and over and over and over again. You're like, oh yeah, it should be different now. No, it won't. It's going to be the exact same thing all season. If you just continue to, you know, do a double pivot of two terrible players or at least one terrible player, uh, that's not going to really that's not going to really help you. It's just not. Chelsea rant over.
1: No, it's, well, rant maybe over. The co- so who starts up front then? Because not <laughs> who you think should start or
2: who do I think will? If Costa's think healthy, will. it'll be him.
1: No, 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 if it's not Costa, do you think it's Remy?
2: Uh, yeah, then I, th- I, I, I my head says it'll be Remy, but uh sorry. My my intuition says it'll be Remy because of the manager who it should be is almost anybody else. Ba- if Bamford's back, how about Bamford? See what you have, especially if you want to loan him out. People Can may you want to see what you
1: have against Arsenal. Is that what? like the appropriate spot for Arsenal? I mean, for yeah. Bamford against Arsenal.
2: Uh, why not? <laughs> you know, like, like, here's the thing are you going to try to go in there like you did the, because uh, first of all, they beat them to nothing last time, which is a miracle. Um, well, that's what
1: happens when you play against
2: nine. It should have been less because you also punched a guy in the face and got away with it.
1: There's I mean, there's no should have That's what it was, right? The fact <laughs> was that it was 11 versus nine. Yeah. Uh, it's just checking.
2: You can't punch a guy in the face. <laughs> you just can't just ask Diego Costa. He never gets away with it. Um, it's it's one of the I mean, yes if Diego, it's going to be the normal it's going to be the pecking order the normal pecking order because it's 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 a it's a stubborn manager who has stubborn ways and doesn't do what he should be doing at this point, which is trying something different to try to get some different results.
1: Can you? Would you rather Remy than Pedro or Hazard? Yes. Okay.
2: Because you can't cross the ball to Edin Hazard. Or Pedro. Or Pedro, for that matter. You just can't. Okay. A- a- and it's not like Bronislav Ivanovic is putting one-two passes together to spring someone in the box. Or mm-hmm. let's say Mikel. He's not doing that either. In fact, you can probably count the amount of forward passes Mikel makes on one hand every single game. Just watch. It's a nice, fun game to play. with. Uh, it's a nice, fun game to play. John Obi Mikel, forward pass if it's square or if it's behind it doesn't count and that's 90% of his passes
1: might actually be higher than that
2: Dude. okay it's, but you see where I'm you see what I'm getting at they can't play the they they can't play the intricate passing game which is what everyone's forcing them to do it's so obvious they're like oh let them have the ball just don't let them counterattack you just let them have it and make them pass it all around you they can't do it and they fail the test every single week, and try to, and somehow think they're going to somehow pass it miracle uh, with some miracle one week, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, am I seeing this incorrectly?
1: No, that's exactly what I'm seeing.
2: Yeah, Chelsea. Grand- that's why I have
1: a humongous <laughs> grin on my face, right? Now.
2: <laughs> and but but here's the thing, uh, you know, Goose Hennig is going to say, "Oh, Arsenal like to possess the ball. We'll just counter." hmm You know, uh, in which case you may see. A Pedro up front if Costa doesn't start, right? And we also know that Costa can get under the skin of Laurent Koscielny and Per Mertesacker.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that would just be fun to watch the rematch of that, to be honest. What language do you think they yell at each other in?
1: I always wondered that. I wonder, like, I spend way too much time thinking about languages that soccer players talk to each other
2: in. Do you think that they try to like, they, they they look at the referee for the day and just pick a language he doesn't know?
1: I would assume that most English referees only know English.
2: Oh, that's not true. Especially if you want to especially if you want to qualify as a UEFA Oh, as a
1: UEFA? Yeah, that's true. Uh,
2: if you want to do Champions League. That's true. Like Howard Webb was always and now I think who who is it now? Clattenburg, I think is a uh, Champions League referee. Yeah. You have to know I think at least 3. I think that's the rule.
1: Um then I don't know. But I do always wonder that. Like I when you see two guys who Shouldn't be communicating, and I wonder what language it is because I feel like the immediate response is like, "Oh, they they're speaking English," but I think most times I actually don't think
2: that. It I must, would, I it would must bet... be fun to learn how to trash talk in multiple languages. That's yeah, yeah. We should do that.
1: I bet, yeah. <laughs> I bet Costa and Kashani were speaking Spanish. I would bet that Kashani speaks
2: Spanish. Yeah, I guess. Or French? I mean, you could definitely. I don't Costa see
1: Diego here. Costa speaking French.
2: Oh, really? Not with all those PSG rumors swirling around now? It feels you know, a little French.
1: yeah. He seems he doesn't.
2: Oh, no. why are you are you putting in some kind of stereotypes that because he's not a finesse kind of guy and f- French is a finesse kind of uh, finesse place?
1: That may be exactly what I was saying.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm actually. It's more that I don't picture a lot of brazilian speaking french
2: well do you mean oh he's brazilian born right. but he is he is a spain international because right. he's, he's
1: actually brazilian right <laughs> just he's exactly what the brazilian national team needs too and not what the spanish team needs but that's a very different conversation
2: uh, something i find very interesting is uh like, so while we're podcasting uh the west Brom bristol city uh repeat match, or what do they call it? Replay? Replay. replay yeah. uh, the replay of Bristol City-West Brom and no Saito Barahino in the lineup. Yes. Can't trust him. But Chelsea, we're going to bid on him. Absolutely, we'll beat people to that to that damaged piece of goods.
1: Do you um, appreciate the shenanigans of Terry's equalizer?
2: The, fact, the fact that it that was basically Sir Alex time. Offsides.
1: Well, that too the fact that it was like nearly a full minute after stoppage time was supposed to be over and he was offside.
2: I was appreciative of, I'm of sure. all things, but it, you know, I don't feel sorry for people who let up a goal at any time because you feel like the game should have ended a minute ago. Okay. Just, just it's not hard to clear the ball. Yeah. You know, they, they, You're Chelsea, a Chelsea fan. You know that Chelsea won three headers before that. Hmm. Like it was a header, header, header goal win one of the two, you win.
1: Would you like to move on about somebody who has finally boiled over?
2: (laughs) That's good. I don't think there was a single... Gosling Gosling did score.
1: I don't think there was a person on Earth not named Gosling that was more excited about that goal than you.
2: (laughs) It was fun to see. I mean, it was... (laughs) It, it was especially because it was assisted by Mark Pugh, who yeah. everyone, uh, no one else has heard of either.
1: How so, about it, Burnmouth getting goals from like Gosling and Harry Arter and Andrew Sermon, and not Richie or Eturbe it, or a Total
2: Slott. of four total goals on the season for those three players. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it was the first goal of the season for Gosling and for Arter. Yeah, and I think it's the second one for Sermon for some reason.
1: And I think they all assisted
2: on them as well. Great. Good for them. Uh, yeah, it could be good for good for Bournemouth, though. In all seriousness, I agree. Uh, I think it'd be great if they can stay up. If they can find a way to stay up, I right? think they will. Well, yeah, you say that. I mean, it's when you look at the teams that are you know in the relegation fight with them, which they're all teams that are significantly larger. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, uh, Nor, I mean Norwich isn't, but Swansea, you got to think Swansea are going to pull out of this. Newcastle are playing much better. Yeah. Uh, even Sunderland looks like they're showing some signs of life. Uh, offensively, at least. Sorry, mm-hmm. not defensively. But you know, the only team that you really feel confident that Burmouth is going to finish in front of is Aston Villa. Yeah. I'll yeah, give you that. So, you know, no, I mean...
1: I would. I still think they... It's going to be tough. Yeah. I think they have a better shot than Norwich of those small of those two. I don't see enough from Norwich that... Especially with the pieces that Burnmouth added.
2: Yeah, I, I shouldn't really be talking. Chelsea only one point better than Bournemouth. but you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just you know we keep saying this. So I keep I keep saying this. They're going to pull out of this. Chelsea are going to pull out of this. Newcastle will pull out of this. Swansea will pull out of this. You know, it, a lot that that's a lot of things going right. If I have to think about it that way. You know? <laughs> yes. So, I mean, who knows at this point? It's. Bournemouth are making some signings, which is good, and I think Norwich just completed the signing of uh, the the Galloping Ghost of Stephen Naismith. <laughs> so did that happen yet? Uh, uh, it's, I, I, if it's not official, it's super close.
1: Would you really ever consider him?
2: Um, uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they're staying up all right.
2: It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be even harder to see him with the green and yellow kit. Yeah, (laughs) like it's just gonna, it's just gonna be a floating, a green and yellow kit with no appendages that somehow scores goals.
1: It's amazing how awful those,
2: and the away ones are worse. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Like it went from bad to worse just in one fashion statement, (laughs) and uh, you haven't seen that since the days of like the JVC Arsenal jerseys, which are horrendous
1: Hmm. or long ago.
2: Yeah. they're, they're, they're really, they're really bringing back the ugly kit contest. Um, but it, it's Norwich, even if they do, I think they will sign him soon. Uh, him being Stephen Aismith. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Okay. But uh, Benigafobi seems to be a good signing for Burmouth though. Going back to Bournemouth.
1: Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um. He's just so active and I wonder if they'll now try to get rid of Glenn Murray <laughs> now that he's been there for six whole months. Yeah, not even four it, months.
2: It's it. Maybe Crystal Palace will take him back. Who knows? Yeah. Why that would was, they need a striker? Yeah. Well, God, Crystal Palace. The rumors about Crystal Palace, like, oh, we were in on this guy, or we were thinking about the. the just, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't get behind what their lack of action at this point. Yeah. They're really, I mean, they're really wasting away a very talented midfield. They are. That they may not get again. Because they, they're going to be players that are going to move on. They're going to move on soon. You know, you have to think Yannick Belasi, is going to, when healthy is going to put on enough performances where a, a club like Manchester United will be like, oh, yeah, he's good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, or I mean, it's all—it's the, the worst kept secret is that Sani Almane is going to Manchester United in the summer.
1: Flipping, so, flipping teams, there. Yeah, I am flipping teams. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. He's-
2: but similar, yes. similar vein, though similar vein, like you know, the, these talented midfielders they don't stay at mid to lower tier clubs because the, the upper tier clubs always seem to have a hard on for midfielders that can run and shoot.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you got to score to win. Do you but think I'm- Kabai stays?
2: Uh, d- depends.
1: The only reason why I think he does is because he obviously has a very good relationship with, with Pardue, and he's already tried PSG, and it didn't work. Yeah, and I don't I, see him going back to France for not PSG.
2: Yeah, unless unless a club, uh, unless a higher level club, is go, comes after him.
1: But but who?
2: Chelsea, for example, yeah. if they if they wanted him as a uh, as a holding midfielder.
1: But I think he wants to like actually compete for the Champions League. So who would you rather have, Patrick Van Aanholt or Charlie Daniels?
2: Oh, in, in just a DraftKings lineup,
1: sure. Any or FPL.
2: The fact that Charlie Daniels took a penalty was extraordinarily fascinating. He's
1: taken two or three now.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating.
1: Well, it's like Clayton Baines without having Kevin Morales push him away,
2: and without the number of crosses. Right. So, that's a tough question. It's a very tough question. Um, I would say Charlie Daniels simply because I think they'll get more clean sheets.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking.
2: You know, offensive production will be similar to me because of the penalties. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe, you know, I think it'll shade towards Van Aanholt, but the shade will go. The shade becomes a lot. um, You know, it's likely a difference
1: of one goal with defenders and the fact that we're already halfway through the season.
2: Yeah, and how many more is? I mean, Van Aanholt is on a ridiculous streak right now. Right. So, but I'm saying,
1: like, he's not going to score five more.
2: He should play midfield.
1: Yeah. Well, he barely plays defense.
2: My, it's kind of my point. Yeah, it's the whole Fabian Johnson thing. If you want to look at it from an American perspective, mm-hmm. you know Fabian Johnson, you know now at uh, Gladbach, they've converted him to a, mid, a left mid midfielder. I actually
1: think he was always there, and we're Jurgen's trying to. I don't know what Jurgen does with him, but
2: no one knows what Jurgen does anymore. Yeah. Period.
1: Um. James Ward Prowse.
2: Uh, I mean, one of them was a free kick, uh, so and the other was a penalty. That was a penalty. We, it, all both are good signs. Yeah, not, but not active enough in open play.
1: Yeah, I think well, he's taking crosses or corners. Excuse me, when Todic isn't playing, and, and Todic
2: isn't playing but still scoring. Right. The T- sorry, Todic isn't starting but still
1: scoring. Right. Todic right. has no reason to stay. Right. Like they, they should just sell him. I don't. Uh, I don't understand the value in keeping him around.
2: Who would who wants
1: him? I don't know. There's got to be somebody who wants a. I mean, he's not he's not bad. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very good. We always talk about him when we know he's starting.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he's more of an FPL star than he is a real life star. Yeah, that's kind of the way. I that's the polite way I'll put that.
1: Well, that, I mean, that's there are plenty of guys like that.
2: Yeah, but that's uh, why we
1: know who Junior Staniwlas is.
2: <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Or Jordan Veretu. That's why who we. That's why. Who well, are. I always knew who Robbie Brady was, but that's why a lot of people knew who Robbie Brady was at the yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah. And that's specifically a DraftKings star,
1: right? But yeah, he's not nearly as valuable anywhere else.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tough proposition going forward, especially. Oh, Newcastle. I mean, with with Sel, with with Save and Shelby signing and. Mm-hmm. They they're looking to pick up even more, uh, but we, you know we're bearing the lead here. We got to get to the, the the big striker signing of the week, which is uh, uh, that would that would be Chaz.
1: Oh yeah, I was just about Chaz, to bring that.
2: Chaz Austin at Southampton. Mm-hmm. Screw talking about Tottage. Uh, Chaz Austin is signed, and as soon as he signed, I I said to you, oh, he's still irrelevant mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's third in the pecking order if you look at you know, the depth chart. Yep. But the rumor is that Shane Long is on his way out. Yep. And that following that, that Pele will be out in the summer.
1: I think Pele was always a possibility to be gone in the summer before this move. And so the but, addition.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're in a very, if, you, if you're in one of those rare FPL keeper leagues, Chaz, I mean, right. he, Austin's probably still owned, but I think Austin is more of a future bet at this point. So if you're in a season long league, you know, you might be, if you can afford to stash him you know, you might do that, but that's the, that's the only situation that I would contemplate doing that.
1: I think he's going to be the starter in like a month.
2: Which is fair, which is why you stash him if you're in a season-long league. Yeah, I'm saying but the, the idea a, of keeper as, league, I think he's... As of today, he is still irrelevant. Yeah,
1: he's 3500 on the opening DraftKings, uh, on his first DraftKings price. He, and he I just, feel like he... He won't start. Well, the the reason why I think that's good is that they tend not to move guys from 3500 to 8000 if they do start, and... If he starts, I'm all over him.
2: He starts. I don't care a, who they're playing. If he, well, it's a, it depends on the week leading up to it because I feel like the the pricing doesn't change like as soon as someone's announced as the starter on DraftKings.
1: No, yeah, no, that's what I mean. But so but the first bottom, time he starts, it'll be a, a fantastic value.
2: Maybe. Well, you have to think the first the first time he starts is because someone else is slipping, and usually what happens is when there's a you know when the depth chart crunches, so do the prices. The top guy goes down in price, and the bottom guys go up in price.
1: Right, so, but I'm saying on, on the first start, you don't know that the prices are out well before then.
2: Yeah, but you can see by the performances of what's happening is my point. So if you see that Shane Long is no longer producing, you're going to see, you know, his price go down, and maybe Austin's or if Pele's is lower, they both go up.
1: I was going to say Pele's still above,
2: yeah,
1: above Long. So I don't and, think and
2: that's... go and going down while Long's goes up.
1: Yeah, but it's again, it's Long's been starting for weeks now, and he's still only at four thousand five hundred
2: he hasn't been producing had a tremendous clip to be fair. He's had one or two good games, but you know, last yeah. week for uh, last weekend for example was not great. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, he he got two crosses, got, you know, one shot on goal, not not great, six points.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's also Matt Target, I bet will actually, I just uh
2: had Yeah, tar- yeah, Target helped you. Target
1: he helped, helped you a lot. Yeah. Well, he's playing basically as a midfielder, like a winger,
2: which is... Yeah, what surprised me... He's up to what... 3,000 now on draftings, oh, which is still what's... absurd. What surprised me is the scoring, how Cedric, who had eight crosses, only had two more points than target.
1: Um, Well, that's because Cedric doesn't do anything else.
2: He had two tackles, one, three interceptions, one shot, and a clean sheet.
1: Uh, Target...
2: He had three fouls drawn.
1: There you go. Yeah. I mean, shot meant, on goal that the shot and the shot on goal that's three more points
2: so i, I like that that they you know it was just it was just interesting scoring wise to see how that broke down but mm-hmm. you know i i was i always thought like i was talking to myself oh just get those crosses not, yeah not true
1: yeah i thought i made like a cross heavy lineup and ended up just yeah, i ended check. up
2: cross heavy lineup right <laughs> I had two guys with eight crosses
1: yeah, I'm trying to see where my lineup was here.
2: I but have your—I didn't use I that specific of, one. I have your lineup in front. Well, I—I I
1: used a different one for some other ones, but like I went, I had De Bruyne, Pae, Willian, Stanislas, and James Ward-Prowse, and I got other than Willian, I don't think I even got that many. De Bruyne had three.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's Ward-Prowse it it had was, two. It, it, it was a scoring weekend. But what can we say? Yeah. You know, the, the big teams didn't get. De- well, here's the thing about crosses, too, especially with the big teams. You know, what I've noticed is the big teams will just start crossing at every opportunity if it's a tight game. Yeah. And they, there just weren't many no. this weekend. Yeah. You know, we, 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 and they just kind of packed it in, just passed it around. Mm-hmm. Which is how, by the way, you should do it. And eventually I'll be writing an article about that very fact. I don't want to give away too much of what's going to be in there. But there you go. Um
1: how about the it, the last it, it, 3 games? going to be good though. I'm the last sorry. 3 games combining for 2 goals. Who? The last 3 on the weekend. Oh, that Man was... U, Liverpool, Arsenal, Stoke and Swansea Watford. 2 goals. <laughs> one from Ashley Williams.
2: You know, you, uh, yuck. Short term it's not going to have too much of an effect. Long term if it continues like that, the Premier League will dip in in popularity. Yeah. You can't have your marquee matchups be 0-0 all the time. You just can't.
1: That was one nothing, Wayne Rooney.
2: You know what I mean? You know, it was one nothing. It was one nothing with one moment in the ninetieth minute or in the 88th minute, whatever it was. It, it,
1: it, it, just Arsenal Stoke was absolutely brutal to
2: watch. Un- unwatchable. It looked
1: exactly like a game you would expect to be at Stoke in January.
2: It, it was unwatchable. Hmm. It, it looked like a. It looked like Tony Pulis against Jose Mourinho. <laughs> it was terrible, uh, and it was. It was just. It was really. It was really hard to watch. I, yeah. I can't have to say, and also Watford Swansea was hard to watch too.
1: Yep. I think so, we could have probably predicted that Watford's in trouble.
2: Watford—I don't know if they're in trouble as much as they're just—they're in a funk. Yeah, like they are in a, and that's what I—I—I'm like, I, 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 giving away too much of this article already. Uh, but you know they have two players that account for seventy-six percent of their goals.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: tough. It's tough. To, that's tough to sustain.
1: Yeah, four straight losses. That's bad.
2: It's four straight losses, but to be fair, two of them were against. One uh, was against uh, what was it? Arsenal and Manchester City, mm-hmm. Liverpool. Anyway, we got. There's one of the two of them were against top level teams, and it, it actually against Manchester City they were winning for a large majority of that game. It's just I just you know this is the point where teams will get tired, yeah. and especially if you hit 40 points, you're going to start seeing teams put on their sandals. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just get ready for summer break.
1: Yeah, this is what it was. They, this is a hell of a stretch. They beat Liverpool, they drew Chelsea, lost to Spurs lost to Man City, lost to Spurs, Southampton.
2: City, Spurs and City, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and you know, I think, they're, like, like I said, it it just takes like one, and you know, in the Swansea game, there were plenty of Dini Tuagallo moments that could have and should have happened. Yeah. And you know, once those start going in again, it'll be fine. You know, the goals are infectious. You know, once well, once one person gets them, the, you know, all the other goal scorers will get some too. Okay. That I means all two of them. Right. <laughs> in Watford's case. But it's it's hard to judge Watford because I mean, how often is Swansea going to score with Ashley Williams?
1: Right, right.
2: So and it was hard to judge Watford on that game alone. That's the way that I'll put it. Okay. Now, again, I'm still mad about this. Leicester City drawing with Aston Villa. Leicester, I think, Leicester not scoring is really troublesome. Yeah. Leicester giving up a goal, not as troublesome. Leicester only scoring one against Aston Villa. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's on, on the moon versus, you know, at Villa Park. They should they should score more than one.
1: Two goals in their last five games. Not good. Mahrez, two missed penalties. He's off penalties now, by the way.
2: I'm assuming that Vardy's going to be back on penalties.
1: I don't know who it is. Um, ah, Ranieri Cast- said, made a comment how it was Uchoa last year. And part of me really thinks that it'll end up being like drink water that we, somebody would never consider Golo Conte, somebody like that.
2: Christian Fuchs. Yeah. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> and more, of it, more added value. Yeah. No.
1: I assume it'll be Vardy. Yeah.
2: yeah I think I, it's nothing like
1: be. a penalty to get him back on.
2: It's gotta be Vardy. It, it has to be because it, it, it's, it, you have to put the, you have to put the pressure on the guy who wants it. And I'm assuming yeah. that, he seems like the hard-nosed guy that would want that pressure.
1: I agree with you. All
2: right, let's talk about let's talk about the early game. I, because...
1: Sorry, I, I'd like to do one more who would you rather. Okay. You I am me during the Sunderland match about how good Jordan Pickford looked. He then proceeded yeah. to give up four goals in the next like 20 minutes.
2: Which is great. Would that you was... rather
1: him or the Mark way, Bunn? By that was
2: that, that I'm sorry, him or who?
1: Mark Bunn. Who's looked really good. Guzan is obviously done. Because Bun looks really good.
2: I have to take a look at the numbers of you know how many how many average saves per game, to, to, or, to, or how many average shots on goal does each team give up.
1: Well, it's Aston and Sunderland, so assume it's a ton for both
2: of them. Well, I need. but well, my point is, I need to. I really do need to see which one's more.
1: Since when do you need facts?
2: Uh, when I'm trying to pick a terrible goalkeeper like this. <laughs> yes, I, I need facts. Okay. You know, unless it's a situation where it's Mondo goal and it's like two point nine million, mm-hmm. who I'll just take any single one of them. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Um Yeah. You know, it, it really comes down to saves at that point because you know three saves is actually better than a clean sheet with no saves. Correct. So it, it's one of those. It's one of those situations where you know Hugo Lloris, for example, is not, didn't give you much. No. A- and you had him. I think he gave you what, like five points, four points, something like that. It was something like that. Yeah. <laughs> only because he got a win. Right. So, he, other than that, he literally gave you zero.
1: Sunderland is home against Burnmouth next week, or this weekend, we'll say. And I can't even find Aston Villa on my list here. There they are at West Brom. So, do you okay. like Pickford or Bunn? Pickford at home against Burnmouth or Bunn at West Brom?
2: Pickford.
1: Because he's at home?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, it's not by a lot. I going to say, oh, yeah, Pickford by a mile. I, th-
1: I think you're going to end up considering that.
2: By because... the way, Sunderland, Sunderland have Sunderland, by, oh, yeah. But remember, remember when I picked Costel uh, Pontillamon as one of my uh, mm-hmm. goalkeepers? Yeah. He's with the, Watford now. Yep. <laughs> 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 I'm so good at this. hmm there is no one more consistently wrong than me. Yeah. Which is, by the way, almost as impressive. Almost. You have to you have to think that it's almost as impressive. Because you can use my advice right. and just use the opposite and right. be right almost all the time. Right. Right?
1: Just what we're looking for.
2: <laughs> That's why we are Podcast of the Year nominated by FSWA. That's right. That's right. So someone is usually right and someone's usually wrong. And on this podcast, you can predict who it's going to be. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but yet somehow we're two and two uh, in our uh, in our DraftKings challenges. Uh,
1: really, I thought I was three and one. No,
2: no, no, no. I've won twice. You won. Oh no, you're two and one. Two and one. Sorry. Two and one. Yeah. You are correct. Facts. <laughs> I'm terrible. I see I'm wrong again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can predict which one's which. All right. Um, anything that you have your eye on next weekend. You know, any one particular team, person, position.
1: The the only one I'm looking at is Sergio Aguero. That he is the kind of player who I feel I like could just start scoring a ton of goals. And by, like, mid-February, he's leading the league.
2: And also out for the year.
1: Or, uh, well, hopefully and not. Could be both. Hopefully not. I think, I think he could be the—he um, could be up there by mid-February because he's, you know— It doesn't take a lot to get him going. And he he obviously scored twice against Crystal Palace. And with the way that Vardy's playing, with the way Lukaku's playing, I think Aguero's got a good shot at at uh, getting that back. And they play um, at West Ham next week, who um, just dropped dropped one to... Who did they play this weekend that they shouldn't have lost to? Newcastle. So I think... um, I think we're going to see Man City kind of step up because of Agüero, which will make this title race a little more interesting.
2: Also, with Silva being healthy too, that helps.
1: Yep, for sure.
2: Uh, the one, the one thing that I have my eye on, and someone we didn't talk about when we talked about Tottenham, uh, was uh, I'm going to look for Christian Eriksen to go back to his regular self of not doing anything outside uh, in open play.
1: Mm, not going to juice that orange, huh?
2: No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> There's two very fluky goals. One, of the the first one. Like, I still can't believe Katermold did. He probably still can't believe that he didn't stop that ball. Yep. Um, And the second was deflection too, right? Wasn't it?
2: Yeah, but he earned it. Uh, uh, You know, you can't be too upset. Exactly. Hey, look, Chelsea have a problem with that. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, here's uh, the thing about Christian Eriksen that we've always said is if if it's not a corner and it's not a penalty or a set piece, he's useless. Yeah. And that was not necessarily the case last weekend. And I'm just looking to see him return to his usual self.
1: Yeah. I will I'll, I'll definitely agree with you on that just because Because he
2: because his price has consistently been dropping, 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 dropping. And you know, if you had Christian Erickson in your lineup last weekend, for example, kudos. Hmm. I'm never gonna happen again. That that'll be his highest point total of the season.
1: He's the tenth highest added player in FBL since Steve. this weekend.
2: Stupid. Yeah, waste of a free transfer.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're going to find people who would take him still over Deli
2: Ali. I wonder what uh, Kevrov would think about that. Um, <laughs> I think he would say the same thing, actually. I'm not sure if he's a huge Ericsson fan. Yeah. But, yeah, that's who, I, that, that's who I'll have my eye on. Um, less so Gilfie Sigurdsson, but more mostly Christian Ericsson, because I just want to make sure that he's not actually making some kind of comeback. Who, Erickson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be coming back on Thursday with our preview of the weekend, but we have to end this episode of the Ford Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast uh, because we both got to go, and <laughs> there's no better reason than that. No. Anyway, we will catch you in a couple of days. We'll preview game week 24. I'm sure we'll have some fun with some shenanigans as well because the window's starting to really heat up before it closes. And, uh, yeah, before it closes pretty soon right this is the last week before it closes
1: uh, we got a weekend change i think yeah. right this is the end of the month so it's only the 19th today
2: yeah yeah but game week 24 is uh is in february so yeah we only have a week and change so we'll probably discuss some uh, some shenanigans as well so we'll catch you next time on the road wire fancy soccer podcast for andrew i'm Bike. catch you
0: next time Literally. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.